Tanya for Chof Aleph Menachemov is the beginning of the seventh letter in Yigeres HaKadosh. In this letter, the Alter Rebbe explains the concept of a chilek in Hashem. What does it mean to have a chilek and a goidol? As we say, Hashem Atoyb Chalkeinu Manoim Goidoleinu. And as the Psukim, as the Alter Rebbe proves from Psukim, that the concept of a chilek and a goidol is referring to Hashem. Hashem menos chelki v'kaisi chavolim nofrali, which refers to both chelik and geil, refers to elements of having a part or a lot in Hashem. So the Altarebbe begins by explaining the obvious question, which is how could we say that in Elikus there should be a concept of a chelik? A chelik means when there's things divisible, when you have things which are sectioned or divided by parts, you could then say that you have a part of something. Or you have a girdle, you have a lot, you have your portion. A girdle can mean portion. You have your portion. Like in Eretz Yisrael, when they, when they divided Eretz Yisrael, they divided Eretz Yisrael based on portions. Everybody had a chalik ba'aretz. And they, the chalik ba'aretz was established through a girdle. So that's because it's land. Land could be divided and portioned out, and everybody gets their portion. But when you're talking about ruchnis number one, and, and especially elakus, elakus is something which is not divisible. Hashem is not divisible. And therefore, the whole concept of a chilek and a gedol by Hashem doesn't seem to make sense. So the Alter Rebbe first launches into an explanation of the etzem of Hashem, the part of Hashem that we're completely not in touch with, at least not consciously. Some, the part of Hashem or Elikus that's completely subconscious or removed from our state of of, of being having any conscious relationship to, and the parts of Hashem that we do have somewhat a relationship, the parts of Elikus that we do experience. So the Altarebbe begins by explaining, first of all, that we find that Chazal call Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does HaKadosh Baruch Hu mean? HaKadosh Baruch Hu means, HaKadosh refers to Hashem in a state of complete separation, in a complete removed state. For example, a person who's very, very wise, so a person is very wise, you say he's lofty, he's distant, he's removed from everybody else, he's in a higher level. That's Kaddish. Kaddish means he's separate, he's distant, he's, he has something he, so far greater than everybody else, he's Kaddish. That's why we find certain people are called Kaddishim, because it's a certain, a certain respect of that person, recognition of the person being so removed. However, the word Baruch means where there is a relationship, where there's a connection. Baruch means where you graft, where you bring together something and mamshich and bring hamshacha, draw something down. So we have this paradox within God's name, Hakodesh Baruch On the one hand, God is removed, but yet He's Baruch So how does these two come together? So the Alter Rebbe explains that the essence of Hashem is Atzmusumahus. The essence of Hashem is in every place and every location. Meaning, unlike a person who is a Kodesh, that we define him as someone separate and removed, there, that person is removed and has no relationship at all or no connection to a person who has, who's on a lower level. By Hashem, that can't be true, chas because there is no place of Hashem that's devoid of Hashem. Every place is filled with Hashem. If that's the case, there isn't such a level or a place, whether it's physical place or spiritual place on level, that we're saying that Hashem isn't dear or not have a shaykhist to. Because everything is Hashem ultimately. 
It's only in terms of the consciousness, as we'll see in a moment. But first of all, God is everywhere. So even though there's levels of Amalekolamin, as we've spoken about, and, 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 and even higher than Amalekolamin, the Sevev Kolamin, etc. But the essence of Hashem permeates all existence equally. However, in which respect is he Kodesh Muvdol? What does it mean he's Kodesh, HaKodesh? Is that he's not Nitfas. What does it mean Nitfas? So the Al-Dalt Rebbe uses an example of an Isham and a Guf. When the soul ascends into the body, the soul becomes Nitfas by the body. What does that mean? It means that the soul becomes affected by the body. The body not only is affected by the soul, but the soul gets affected by the body. Which means, the concept is, as al explains this concept in the chapter 48 of the Kutayah is that on the one hand, the neshama gives chayis to the guf, and therefore the guf is being alive. But at the same time, the guf has its own independent existence on some level, and therefore it could impact the, the neshama. That's the concept of tfisa. Tfisa means where the thing that is being the kli, the vessel for, let's say, the ur, becomes so powerful that it could actually have an effect on the ur. Now, it's obviously understood that in order for the ur to be affected by the kli, there has to be a relationship between the ur and the kli to the point that the kli senses the ur. That means the neshama not only is there in the guf, but the guf senses the neshama. And that type of relationship, you could say, is a concept of of tfosov. It could be tfisas one over the other. By Hashem, there's no such a thing. There's no such thing as God being nitfas, being the atmos of Hashem being affected or being changed or being impacted or having any type of these types of influences the way the neshama is in the guf. And as Al-Talebi there explains in chapter 48, that Sayyid of Kalalman means that God is within everything and exists within every creation and every part of creation, but it's not conscious. It's not something that we could have any relationship to. It's not something, at least not, we do have a relationship with it, that's incorrect. We have a relationship, but it's not something that we consciously feel that relationship with. So therefore, what is the part of Elikus that we sense? Because yet, at the same time, there are parts of Hashem or Elikus that we do relate to, the HaKadosh, but then there's the Baruch so that Al Rebbe says what it says, that the minimum the maximum we get to experience of Hashem is the Ha'ara, is that radiant of God's name, which already the name represents something further removed from the etzem, from the essence, but yet it's still identical or identified with the etzem, because as we know, when a person is in a state where they're perhaps unconscious, and you call them by their name, the name could revive them. So you see the power of a name of, of being connected to the essence of the person. Or let's say a person, you call a person who's not facing you, when you call them, they'll turn to you, which means that their whole essence is be affected by just their name. But at the same time, the name is not them. Yet even the name of Hashem is not something that we could experience. We could only experience the ha'ara that comes from His name. And in that itself, it comes through many tzimtzumim, many contractions, many, many levels of uh, a qualitative and quantitative restrictive flow where you don't really get to experience the purity in any way or sense, or shape, or form. So the HaKadosh and the Baruchu is the fact that there's HaKadosh, there's the essence of God permeating all existence, and the Baruch is the part that we feel conscious of, the part that we could have some attachment to.
In the continuation of this letter, the Alter Rebbe will explain that this level that we are conscious of, there's the distinction between the higher worlds and the lower worlds, and this distinction that we experience between the higher and lower worlds also relates to the way it impacts us on the level of an Neshama Beguf. And as al Rebbe will continue the letter to describe this element of how the Neshama, or how the Eir, Hashem, is being impacted in this world, we'll get to experience or understand what's this concept of a Chelek, what does it mean a Chelek and a Geidel by Hashem. Praise is our, our, how good our portion is, and how sweet and pleasant is our lot. So what does it mean that we have a portion and a lot in Hashem? We have to first explain what the Chazal say. That there are those that lost their part in Elikei Yisrael. Because it seems like it's impossible to say that it is a part of Elikus. Elikus is not divisible. So what does it mean, a part? Yaakov called him referring to the place that he make, made him his Be'ach, but he referred to that place as the God, the God of Yisrael. Pirush, so what does this all mean? When we say God, Hashkadish Baruch his name truly defines him in the sense, although God is present everywhere. From the highest realms to the lowest, most physical realm. Not the essence. Despite that, Hukadosh moved the billion of is still removed from the world. And there's no tfisa. There's no impact. There's no investment. Like there is, on the other hand, between the neshama of a person and his body. That's why we can't receive our energy, our life force, from the Atmos of Mahus directly. Rak, from where do we experience Elakus? Is as fast as is from the way the Chai is spread out. That there's Hashem and His name, and then there's a order that stems out of His names, like a reputation of a person. There's the person's name, his actual name, and then. There's the reputation he has. So his reputation is not him. It's what people, is that people know things about him. And that's the impact he has on other people, is the fact he has a certain reputation. It says that God's name is Niskov, is removed from man, from creation. It's only a ray. That means what we're getting to experience is a ha'ara. It's like, for example, when you have a person who the greatness of a person is never fully experienced by other people. We could see elements of the person's greatness, flashes of the person's greatness, and even the person himself is not fully conscious of his greatness. So that's a ha'ara. That's not the thing itself. It's, however much it's awesome and it's great, it's still only ha'ara. 
And this ha'ara is what gives life and goes into, is invested in the higher and lower worlds. And this does get nitvas. This does have it become impacted and invested. Through many intermediaries with some sum and tremendous amounts of contractions and constrictions. Through the process of the chain-like effects. Of reaction. So here we begin to see these this, the concept of Hakodesh and Baruch Hu and the and the way there's a distinction between the two.